Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Belara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shorty, cause that is what you gonna do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. I've been a great football thing for Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living like no fans, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. Make it but I'ma hop in this phone and knock a fool. Excuse me, I've been having a grateful I'm thankful. I've been a grateful I'm thankful. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Burgundy Network Podcast. It is good to be back and alive. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Joining me, as always, Brian Murphy. Brian, I was struggling for a while. We were supposed to do a podcast earlier in the week, and then I came down with the strep. I uh, definitely think that a lot of people wouldn't have wanted to hear that voice or whatever was coming out of my throat at the time. So appreciate you being flexible and I appreciate you all our listeners waiting to tune in as always. But this episode, we've got a lot to talk about. It's a little two-part episode. So this first part, it's going to be me and Brian talking about some big news, obviously, that happened this week. And then later on, we have Rio uh, from the Raw podcast, Rambling About Washington podcast, and then Keith Gray from the Bleed and Bergy podcast to talk about the fan uh, network, which I'm excited to hear about because there's a ton of stuff cooking up for that. It's just a great program for all of us diehards out there. Uh, but as always, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, who is the best website to use for sports betting. And you can get those finals bets in right now. We have the Suns versus the Bucks. It is game one tonight, so it looks like Giannis is playing, thank goodness, because it's already kind of a really weird final series yeah, with the sure. Suns and Bucks. Who would have ever thought that that's the two teams that would come out of it? I mean, the Bucks are good, but they usually choke. Um, but hopefully, I'm rooting for Chris Paul. Love Chris Paul. You know, the guy who just goes to the sucky teams and takes them to the playoffs. Um, but like I said, guys, get your bets in, regardless if it's the finals or if it's on MLB or it's the futures like we talked about for Washington for the season coming up. But be sure to head to betonline.ag and get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Free money is free money, Brian, and you got to take it. And speaking of money, Washington is down the hole a little bit, and that's something we're going to talk about is some big news that came out this week. There's so much that – has gone on in Washington. We're not going to go for the whole backstory um, on this with, you know, Dan Snyder, everything off the field, but definitely got to talk about just what happened with the investigation, what came as a result to it, how we feel about it. And Brian, I really just want to first off ask you is how surprised were you at the results and the, the there's no like suspension, anything like that. $10 million which, by the way, Dan wasn't fined. They specifically right. said the Washington football team was fined $10 million, not Dan. I mean, he's 100% owner, so I guess you could fight that it's the same thing now, but still, like, not making Dan be, uh, you know, the biggest head of all of this. And I just, what was your first reactions in all this? Yeah, that was my biggest thing. When I had first seen it, I thought for sure it was $10 million of his dollars. 
and then it came out later that it, it was not or maybe i saw later that it was not so that was kind of crazy to me yeah it was just um i, I don't know kind of surprising how little it was and i know 10 million dollars is a lot of money i think it's the biggest fine in nfl history i believe i saw um but yeah i was pretty uh pretty surprised that it wasn't a little steeper a little more severe um i thought it should be i thought yeah suspension was probably the way to go i didn't think he'd be forced to sell it i, I didn't think any of that was coming um but yeah i thought it was going to certainly be a little bit more and it's kind of instead like a voluntary leave of absence kind of for however long he sees fit. I mean, I don't think there's really any rule or, or length of time that he's, he's stepping away. It's just kind of his decision. Um, so yeah, it was really uh, kind of disappointing that it, it, it wasn't more, it seems like it needed to be a little bit more severe and then it just going into the details of it, or maybe lack thereof details, you know, no written report is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I feel yeah. like in every walk of life, you have so much paperwork. I mean, paperwork for everything, you know, a paper trail for all kinds of stuff that just seems minute. And, you know, for something this big for there not to be a written report just seems kind of crazy to me. So that was, those were the two biggest things that, you know, it wasn't more severe and the fact that there wasn't, you know, a written report or at least not a report that, it, you know, is ever going to be seen or ever going to be shown to anybody. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I've been hearing and seeing and, you know, kind of agree with was, you know, was there no written report solely to keep, you know, all the, the females that came forward just to keep it all confidential to where, you know, their name's not out there. And there's so many that came forward. Like, it wasn't like five or 10 people. Like it was a large number. I don't know the exact number, but I want to say it was like above like 50 or something like that. Like it was a large number. So you just really got to think like, is that the reason for it? Or is this the NFL doing what they do best and protecting their owners and other owners protecting each other? Cause that's, that's all they really care about to be honest with you is the NFL is protecting the guys that own the teams and then same, they all protect each other kind of thing. So that's really one thing I was thinking about is why, like what would make someone, you know, if you're not hiding something, you know, that's, that's another right. big thing that could be in there. If there's really more to it. Um, and then, you know, obviously we saw with Tanya Snyder stepping in what two days before all this came out saying that, you know, she's going to rep the team and all the day-to-day -day operations. And like you said, Dan Snyder voluntarily stepping back. And that's one question that was asked to the NFL and Roger Goodell, like when can he can't come back and, like, honestly, whenever he wants, like he wasn't suspended. I like he doesn't need an approval. He doesn't need anything. He can just show back up, clock back in, and just pick up where he left off. Um, but he said he's just gonna focus on the stadium. So like, how long that's gonna be? Who knows? Um, I mean, if you think about it, like, it's a good thing that he is focusing on the stadium. But it's just like it's it just feels like the job wasn't done. Like it just feels like that's just you didn't really get anything out of. Like you don't feel satisfied by that. Like just feel like he's yeah. taking a vacation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if we feel this way, if we felt like justice wasn't served, how, how do all those women feel who oh, did, who came forward? Mm. I mean, they're sitting there probably feeling like, and I don't want to speak for them, but I imagine they're feeling like we came forward, we were brave enough to talk about it. And then, you know, this was all that was handed down, kind of a slap on the wrist. I mean, $10 million to Dan Snyder or his team, however you want to look at it, is a slap it's on nothing. the wrist. And, you know, it is something that you kind of, you know, we both love this team. We both, you know, you know, we find faults in the team all the time, but we both love this team. But when you take a step back as people, 
man, that's, that's kind of crazy. And how do you, how do you explain that? How do I explain that to my daughter one day? How do I uh, explain that to my wife, to my sisters, to women in my lives that, uh, you know, it kind of sounds like, you know, yeah, we heard you, but you know, it's not that important. We don't find your safety that important. So that part is tough. It's tough to, to hear that. I want to give this team the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I want to, I hope that they really do change the way they're going. And I hope that Dan Snyder really did learn a lesson and maybe, you know, I I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is taking this time away to, um, you know, realize what he's done wrong. And it's, you know, I will say that the team has made a lot of great hires, have done a lot of great stuff, you know, putting Julie Donaldson in charge, having a woman and, you know, that, that seat of power along with um, uh, Mrs. Snyder, uh, you know, they are, they seem to be doing the right things, but is it because like you said, they didn't want to get caught or they felt like they had to do that to kind of change the narrative of what they had done in the past. And so it, it kind of is, a, it seems like a slap in the face to, to people that really wanted to see justice served, but um, you got to hope and, and pray that, uh, you know, it's, it's different moving forward. I think that's the only way to look at it. Well, like you said, you really got to think about all the females that did come forward, but you kind of, you know, bring up a good point. Like, what about all the females that are working there now? Like you mentioned, like Julie Donaldson, there's a lot of females that cover the team and the media, you know, behind the scenes, there's a ton of females in the building right now. Like you have to imagine like them coming in on a day-to-day basis, kind of knowing like, hey, this is what happened here. This is kind of what I'm coming into. And I think that really leads to how important the hires of people like Ron Rivera and Jason Wright really are. Because that's another thing you hear a ton. The, the, the league as a whole has so much confidence in Ron Rivera and Jason Wright. Like there's other owners and vice presidents around the league right now that are saying that that's one of the top like head coach, vice president, like duos. Like that's as good as, you know, a combo you can get for our organization is two guys like that. And we've seen how much people respect Jason, Wright, And just me personally having conversations with Jason, his leadership, his character, his mindset just radiates right away when you talk to him. So like, we're lucky to have those two guys, but you also have to think like, how bad do you feel for them coming in to this situation? Like Ron Rivera, being hired as a head coach, I guarantee you they don't tell him everything when he gets hired. Right. But with Jason Wright, I think you kind of have to, like being vice president, I feel like you kind of have to fill him in on everything, you know, being the owner of Dan Snyder, like telling him what all is going on, what he's really getting into. I mean, my boss, I work at CarMax, and like my store manager, when he got hired, literally had to be told every single thing that happened in that store in the last like 10 years and like hey is this okay this is what you're taking over kind of thing now obviously it's nothing near like this but still something as small as like my job you have to imagine there's some kind of transparency with jason right not being like hey we're not going to tell you about all this you know scandals and sexual misconduct and all this that you're taking over you just kind of going to figure out it's going to come out later on down the road like do you think that jason and even ron were kind of told about like what all is going on when they were hired I think that, yeah, you're right. I don't know how much it is told to who and and what, but those are two guys that are very high up in that organization. I mean, it sounds like all the on-field decisions go through Ron Rivera. It sounds like all 
the business off the field decisions go through Jason Wright. So you got to imagine they know as much as possible. Maybe, maybe not when they first got hired. I mean, they probably wanted to sell the job and I don't know about you, but if I heard all that, I, I wouldn't want to take that job, but you got to imagine that they did their digging and they did um, their research before accepting that kind of thing, or at least I hope. Um, I think by now that they probably have an idea of everything that went on. And um, like you said, whether or not they, they knew it before or not, I'm not really sure. But you're right. It's absolutely like it'd be like buying a house um, without going and checking it out or doing your research and then finding out later that a car crashed through the front window or something. And they had the just foundations kinda, cracked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's the that's the analogy that came to my yeah. mind. You're absolutely right. I mean, think about Ron Rivera getting hired into all of this. He got hired by the Washington Redskins, never coached a game for the Redskins because they changed the name. What? Six months later, if that. I mean, same thing with with Jason Wright. I mean, I know he was hired later on, but yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff to be thrown into. But you're right. It does say a lot about what the NFL thinks of them. It kind of reminds me of, you know, um, a teenager or a a preteen being a babysitter. And I say babysitter, quote unquote, like when the the parents are still home and the preteen is just kind of there to play with the kids. It kind of feels like that's what Dan Snyder is right now. Like they finally realized, oh no, the adults need to be at home if this guy's going to be around. So that that yeah. kind of makes me feel like Jason Wright and Ron Rivera are the true adults in the room. Even finally. Tanya now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tanya. Um, but but they realize that Dan Snyder is not a babysitter. He's not in charge. He shouldn't be in charge. While his name might be you know all over everything, while he is the owner, he needs adults and 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 better people to to be put in place. And I think that's probably part of the reason why this, this, um, this punishment wasn't more severe. I think, I think it's like you're saying, they really do have faith in the, the other people in place. And hopefully, you know, that they, they get it right and they're allowed to continue to do their jobs. I got to think, I don't know about you, but I got to think this is the last straw for Dan Snyder. I mean, at the end of the day, $10 million isn't a lot to him, but that is a lot of money. And that's that kind of seems like, all right, this is the last chance. You better effing get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. And, uh, like I was watching ESPN and they're all just like kind of talking about like how many chances does this guy get? Like what does the next step even look like? And that's my question for you is like what would even be like a punishment that really satisfies what all happened? Like what would have made you feel like, all right, the job was done. Like, this is exactly the kind of outcome we needed. What comes to mind? For me, like I think I said at the beginning, I I never expected them to force him to sell. I just didn't think that was realistic. Um, I just, I just didn't see that happening. Uh, But I, I could have seen a suspension, whether it be, you know, a season or half a season, something like that, where he is just not allowed around the team, you know, because, for all of his faults, Dan Snyder, first and foremost, you know, loves his team. I think he loves it a little too much, and that's why he gets too involved sometimes. But I think that that would really send a message uh, to him and to, to I think, fans and to the community that they took this seriously, that to get him out of there, that he, you know, maybe he wasn't a part of everything. Maybe he didn't see everything. But at the end of the day, you know, he's in charge and he's got to know what's going on. So to remove him from the situation, I think for me, would have been a little bit more justice. You know, I would love for Dan Snyder to, to sell a team. I'll be honest. I, I think that it would be better off for, for the team, for the, for the, the city and all that. But for this, for this, this situation, I think that suspending him 
would have been um i think that would have been huge for uh for for taking it seriously and would you be comfortable with say tanya snyder becoming 100 percent owner of the team or do you want it to kind of just fresh slate go to someone like a yeah. jeff bezos or something like that yeah i know i mean there's you know i don't know it's it's it it it's this and it's just like the ineptitude of the team makes me makes me frustrated. And I think a lot of fans are frustrated with with Dan Snyder as the owner. It probably would have to be a fresh start if, if they were to sell, you know, some point down down the road. But um, I don't I don't mind Tanya Snyder being in charge. And even if that meant like even if there was a suspension for Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder was in charge, I think that she would be very capable. And I think that she wouldn't. She seems like a no nonsense kind of woman. And uh, I think despite her husband, you, you know, she'd probably still make great decisions. So it, it's just a sticky situation. Um, but I think a suspension would have sh- would have and should have been uh, the bare minimum for, for this and, you know, evaluate it after that. So what our situation has been compared to um, was the same thing that happened back in 2018 with the Dallas Mavericks the NBA team who went through a 20 years of sexual misconduct themselves. And you think of a guy like Mark Cuban, who's so highly thought of as an owner. I mean, you see him on like Shark Tank as an entrepreneur, just, you know, out there kind of looked very similar, especially with, you know, everything that went on. And then same with the punishment that came down. So Beth Wilkinson actually sent out a recommendation list. Did you get a chance to take a look at it? Yeah, I saw a few. And one one thing real quick, I want to say like Mark Cuban is obviously – a way better in my opinion a way better businessman than dan snyder not to mention the team that he owns has won a championship in the in the recent you know history so i get i get the 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 comparison there of what went on and and all that but to me i I think mark cuban gets a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt than than dan snyder if we're making that comparison because he's actually shown results on the court or on the field but I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And, yes, I, I, I got to see briefly the, the the recommendations that she she put out there. So I just want to read through a couple because some of them are pretty interesting because it's just like kind of made me a question, like, did we not have, like, any yeah, of these? Like, yeah. Did she, did she find, like, out that, like, this just doesn't exist? In all was, there never a, was there never a Washington football team, Washington Redskins ha- employee handbook or anything, yeah. like, where this stuff should have been stated for sure? <laughs> Is there, like, a week-long, like, well, like, a welcome training, nothing like that? There's no HR yeah. there. Like, it's just kind of like a free-for-all. So, like, develop a formal protocol for reporting allegations and harassment and misconduct like pretty standard like if someone harasses me at work i should like open door policy like i have mm-hmm. someone i can talk to kind of thing um develop a formal disciplinary action for misconduct once again kind of concerning there's no kind of you know there's no any disciplinary actions for misconduct um conduct anonymous workplace culture and sexual harassment climates uh surveys so kind of reading the room like getting a feel for how your workers feel for working for you. Um, have a third party provide regular training for all employees on bullying, harassment, and workplace conduct issues. Like these are like common sense things. Like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of concerning. Increase the number of women and minorities throughout the organization. I will say we've done a great job of this. You know, we talk about Jason Wright, Ron Rivera um, being minorities, and then uh, Julie Donaldson coming in being head of media. So I feel like we've done a lot better job at that. So that's a semi-check, I'd say. Um, Implement clear organizational, structural, and clear lines of authority. 
I feel like we're getting there now because kind of like you said, like we know who is the head of everything now and who reports to who. There's no like question marks on that. Um, expand and empower the in-house HR and legal departments. I feel like that's a big thing. And yeah. like the rest of these are the same thing. Like, um, ooh, this is another one. Ensure cheerleaders or dance team has access to HR and other organizational uh, resources. Yeah, it's to that me. Was it, a big one. Yeah, I mean, every employee that that's there should have access to that. I mean, that's crazy to hear. But to me, it sounds like there were a lot of titles handed out at, in the building. Like there were they they probably said that there was an HR rep or there was you know um, you know whatever terms you want to use, whatever positions, but it's, it seems like that those people really weren't given a lot of power. It probably was like either swept under the rug or, 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 you know, just kind of told to somebody and then not anything was done. It just sounds like there was a lot of lip service and, and not a lot of action taken. Like there may have been, yes, a, a quote unquote HR person, but they, they never actually had power. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of alarming to hear that that wasn't there in place, but now, hopefully, like you said, it sounds like, you know, lines are being drawn, you know, um, roles are being defined better um, from the football side, but also the business side. So you got to hope. And again, I say hope and pray that they're, they're going to do things right moving forward. And I guarantee you at the end of the day, a lot of those titles beside it was just Dan Snyder, just like yeah, put himself as the title for a lot of those things, which is why everything happened that it did. And- and you're, you're right. And, and, or his friends, you know, he was notorious for, for hiring yeah. friends to come in there and I'm sure that they all had the same idea, same agenda. And so, yeah, when you hire like-minded people, they're, they're going to think and act the same way. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And one thing I also wanted to hit on, which probably could uh, be a hot topic, but people are saying like they wanted to see like draft picks lost and stuff like that. I don't agree with that. I'm not just saying that because obviously I'm a fan and I want draft picks and everything, but like, in my opinion, how does that really hurt Dan Snyder? And it, it hurts the players on the field. Like they did nothing about this. They're going they're They have to deal with the same thing. Like with the name change with all, everything going on off the field, taken away from the on the field product. Like what does taking draft picks away and hurting players, hurting the team's performance really do to pay back to Dan? Like, yes, it makes this team not as good, I mean, not saying that we've been good recently right. anyways, like we're finally getting there, but it's just like, what exactly would that have done? I don't think like, I didn't agree with that at all. Did you or no? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, I don't think it really should have affected on the field period. It, it didn't seem to me that this was an on the field issue with coaches or players that it was strictly, you know, front office, other, other you know, maybe media member, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't think it should have affected on the field. And I think that the the way you 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 um, discipline a, a businessman is hit him in the wallet, which they did, or, you know, take him out of the equation, not take other people or other things out of the equation like that. So, yeah, uh, picks didn't make sense to me at all. I think they should have fined him more, not the mm-hmm. team, but just him as an owner more and i think he should have been fined from all day-to-day activities and like look i love him working on the stadium i want a new stadium and stuff but i feel like he should have been suspended for like you said a season maybe more and just let tanya snyder really take over his role and do everything and then jason wright takes care of stadium stuff and everything else that dan would take care of um so like for me just him stepping away i didn't feel satisfied with that at all because he pretty much just got to say Hey, before you punish me, I'm just going to step away, take myself out of the equation anyways. 
Well, and, and nothing. And on top of that, name his wife the co-CEO because I think yeah. that was what the day before or whatever too. It was so like it was a very day or two before, yeah. Very nice timing. You're right. He kind of got to put all of his cards, all of his his dominoes in place before he had to step out, quote unquote, step out of the way. So yeah, uh, it just again doesn't feel like enough, but um, you know you hope that they learn their lesson. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's over with. Hopefully, like this is it. Um, but it feels like the door was just quietly closed on it and we want it to just be like slammed shut, done forever. But it seems like Dan just kind of creaked it closed and was like, all right, guys, that's it. We're, you know, got away unscathed kind of thing. Um, but how long he's going to stay stepped away, who knows? We have no idea. Um, but I'm sure we'll find out and hear more about it. Um, been seeing a lot about this on Twitter, but like I said, hopefully that is it. We don't have to talk about it, see anything else about it ever again. We can finally focus on football. But guys, we have a talk with uh, Rio and Keith, like I said, talking about the Fan Ambassador Network that is being launched and just hearing some things for them of what all has been going on, what they hope to get out of it. So here's that interview and hope you all enjoy. Joining us today, we have two guys who I listen to daily and two members that were selected to be part of the Fan Ambassador Network, which we're going to talk about this afternoon. Keith from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast, and then my guy Rio from the Rambling About Washington podcast. How are y'all doing, fellas? I'm doing great, man. This is my third podcast of the day, just like you. Know. So, you know, you know, we're building on momentum, and I'm just excited for some football. In a couple of weeks, we get to go to camp. I'm ecstatic, man. I know. We were just talking about that. Training camp is literally three weeks away. It feels like it's been an eternity, but we're finally getting back to some football and fans being a part of that. So that's really what I want to talk about. We were just talking about uh, Keith of like where his passion comes from. Like that's what I love hearing about is what makes you a fan. Like we were talking about the Dan stuff before this, like all that on the field, off the field stuff. The one thing that kind of erases all that's being a fan, like what makes you so passionate about the team. So Guys, I really wanted to first off just ask you is how really has this process been for you being selected as this uh, fan ambassador and how did you really find out about it? So Keith, I'll start with you. Yeah, so it all started, uh, you know, with the interview. I mean, it was a quick interview, um, you know, with Joey, um, basically just showed personality. And then uh, after it was announced, uh, email came through. Actually, I think Rio found out and I'm like, Oh, I didn't get an email. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh, dang, man. Well, good for you, Rio. You know, I'm all playing that old, Oh, congrats, man. Where's my email, you know, and you know, uh, like, and then so six, seven hours go by and I'm like, Oh man, I guess I didn't get it. And then I'm like, Someone reminded me, go check your junk mail. And I was like, oh, good idea. And I'm like, dang, it came in at 2.30. I would have known at 2.30. And even Joey said, man, I was going to reach out and say something. But he's like, I was leaving you hanging. Uh, you know, and so, you know, that's that's basically how I found out. And, you know, was just uh, super excited to be a part of it. Because, you know, to be honest with you, I actually did not uh, uh, put my name in it myself. So, some other people had to have felt sorry for me and, and, and did it for me. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and, you know, uh, man, so I'm just, I, I'm ready for the journey. I kind of jumped on board a little bit, some early stuff that was going on and, uh, man, you know, I've, I, I've lived so far away. Uh, you know, I've lived in Florida for years. So moving up to New Jersey, you know, I'm only two hours, two and a half hours away. 
Uh, I said to myself, any opportunity that I get to take advantage of something, I'm going to do it. And this fan ambassador program to me is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So if they need me up at FedEx Phil for 10 minutes, I'm going to drive two and a half hours to do it because I'm living a dream. Hell yeah. Rio, what about you? What was that like finding out that you were selected as fan ambassador and what did that mean to you? Oh man, that it, it, that shit meant the world to me, man. Because it was, it was, it wasn't. I want. I don't mean to sound like arrogant, but it wasn't surprising that I got selected. Because <laughs> when when I interviewed with Joey, <laughs> when I interviewed <laughs> with Joey, I mean, we instantly built a rapport. A rapport. I built like I made some connections through Carnival Cruise Line. I had them laughing the whole time. Okay, like the passion was there. But just seeing the email and this video of. Ron Rivera, like staring through your soul, talking about, oh, I want to welcome you to the fan ambassador program. Like I was just sitting there, my body was cold, just chills for a second. Like, wow, like this offseason, things are moving fast. Like I start a podcast, I got season tickets, now I'm a part of the ambassador program. They're letting me behind the curtain of this rebrand process. It is so cool. I've been a fan since I was a kid. My father put the passion in me. I've recently reconnected with my father so he could be a part of this journey with myself, to be a part of it with my kids. And we're so excited to what new traditions we're going to build as the new identity is established. And I couldn't be more excited for what this football team is doing. Hold on. I'm going to do this for visual effects. Oh, let me go this way. Hey, Rio. (laughs) (laughs) I got to talk to, to Ron Rivera in Zoom. It sounds like for all of us, like it's all a family thing. And Keith, you were sharing, I've seen you share a little bit on Twitter and you were sharing a little bit with us before we were recording, but like, how does family kind of tie in and Rio, honestly, the same for you. Cause it sounds like it's the same deal. And it's the same for me, my dad, my grandma, I, I literally bleed burgundy and gold and I have no other choice. So what, what, what does your family have to do with this and how does that make it that much more important and special? So, so for me, I mean, my dad was in the military for 20 years. Um, I didn't really get to see him much. Uh, he was either out in the field doing training or he was out in desert storm. Um, he was gone a lot, three months at a time doing the field training. So there just wasn't a bond there. But the one thing that we did have was me growing into liking this football team. And that's kind of why I took the team name change very hard because, you know, I didn't have any ties to the, you know, the, the DMV area. So, but my tie was saying that my dad and I are, you know, such and such fans. And so for me not to be able to say that, it kind of hit me in the heart a little bit. Um, it means everything to me because he's no longer here. You know, he died in 2007, unfortunately, of pancreatic cancer. And, you know, I was the last one to actually like this football team. And I was hoping that, you know, at least one of my sons, uh, you know, one of my sons would like this team. And I think I've got my youngest, so we'll see. Uh, You know, but it means, it it means everything to me, uh, you know, because I can, you know, again, during the, 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 fan leadership interview one of the they said what was your most you know memorable moment you know uh as a fan and it was really eight years old nine years old i had no idea even who this team was but i remember the joy that my dad we were living in germany at the time and i i remember my dad screaming touchdown doug williams well that was a super bowl you know the 87 super bowl and i remember how excited he was in you know I had no idea what was going on, didn't know football, but, but because of how excited he was and I wanted to be just like him, 
that's when I started learning the game, you know, and I started as I got older, learning more and more and more. And so him and I always had that connection. He'd come home. I'd let him know, you know, cause back in the day, you didn't, you, we didn't even have beepers back in the day, you know? And so, so there was no phones, there was no internet connection. So when he'd come home, you know, it would just be conversation after conversation of what's happened during the season. So it was just an amazing, you know, bonding moment and really one of the only bonding moments uh, that I had with my dad. And that's kind of why, you know, I leave myself vulnerable because I know a lot of people, you know, say, oh, he's a troll. He's this or that. Now, at the end of the day, man, I got feelings like every, you know, everyone else. And I'm not afraid to put mine out there. You know, if I'm going to talk to all of you guys every single day, make jokes, have a good time. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to let people in in my life, too. And if you care, great comment. If not, you can keep scrolling. I don't take it personally. But if we're going to talk about the same thing, you know, every single day, I'm going to let everybody know where you know, where it came from. So absolutely appreciate that. And Rio, same thing with you. You said with your dad, that's exactly where I got mine from is my dad wasn't in my life much. It had nothing to do with the military. He was just a shitty dude, to be honest with you. But uh, that is the one thing we did have was uh, being fans of the same team. So Rio, where did that passion come from for you? And how do you plan on passing it on to your family also? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Like me and my dad, we bonded through sports. <clears throat> the things me and my father have in common, we're both loud, passionate people, and we both are addicts of sports. And before I could speak, I was always wearing some type of Redskins stuff. Like my house was flooded with pictures of my mom and dad at the parades with Chief Z with Doug Williams and all this stuff, all these glory days that I myself as a fan have never seen. I was born three months before our last Super Bowl win versus Buffalo, and it's all been downhill since then. But at the same time, time, it's like it's very character building. Like you learn how to be a loyal fan, but all you know is a shit show, and all you know is QB purgatory and ineptitude. But the passion developed more so – My dad put me in football when I was six years old. And as I started playing the sport, I got interested in it. And I wasn't as interested in it until I started playing it. But then I would sit down on Sunday with my dad and seeing that, like, damn, he takes this shit so seriously. Like, I want to be able to talk this with him like he enjoys it. And over the years, I just fell in love with the team. Now they affect my damn work week, my <laughs> my mood, my they affect my mental health, and I can't live without the on or off the field updates of the team. And I'm just sitting here waiting, like you know, the, the my relationship with the team is they're like a scorned spouse. Like I'm the scorned spouse, actually. You know, yeah. Like, I keep coming back to them because there's just that little bit of hope that they're gonna change one day, and the change is actually look like it's finally got here. So I hope to pass it like my son's 10 years old. My son keeps up with the team because he has no choice but to hear me talk about the team all day. But I can't get him to sit on a Sunday and watch a whole damn game with me. But I get season tickets all of a sudden. Oh, you're going to take me to the games? Like, no, son, I got one one ticket because you don't even watch with me on Sunday. Now he wants to watch because next year he wants me to add on a second ticket to my season ticket package because, you know, he just wants to play Fortnite and Minecraft all day. And mm-hmm. I can't get him off of that, but he keeps up with the team. But I think my, I think I got a chance with my three-year-old daughter because she, 
she likes to sit and watch football with her dad. So I think I think we I think there's hope after all. You know, just the, wait on the new stadium to come. That's it. And, <laughs> to, and to piggyback off of what you know, Rio was saying. Actually, that's how Rio and I connected. Was yeah. uh, Rio actually because of course you know I'm I'm vulnerable out to the public, but Rio you know reached out in the DM you know, and shared his, you know, his story about his dad. And so that's how him and I connected because before that Rio and I, we'd always argue on Twitter. We'd argue over nothing. (laughs) Yeah. We'd we'd literally argue over nothing. We'd uh, argue over Jordan's miracle. Yeah. We had like a, we had like a whole (laughs) fight about Dwayne Haskins cleats one time. Uh, And bro, listen, I was walking through the airport. I'm like, say something. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, there it goes. Reply. And I'm, I'm Twitter fingers in a way, you know, fighting with him. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, uh, because I opened up about a lot of things, you know, Rio reached out to me and it's how we connected, you know. And, yep, and, and, so, we, and we message like daily now. We talk all yep. the time. And I had him on my podcast and we both got really vulnerable. Like I have a light podcast. I'm just talking shit on there. But me and Keith, <laughs> we opened up about some really dark stuff and <laughs> getting to know the dude. <laughs> I will say I've never seen something like this. And, you know, I, we're all so passionate about the same team, but just this connection, like I'm down here in Atlanta, you know, I was born up in Maryland. So, you know, that's kind of where the roots start, but like connecting with all you guys, it's just really cool. The opportunities, like I, I, I honestly thank Twitter. I mean, I, I know Twitter sure. is a cesspool a lot of the time, oh, yeah. but it is. That's, how, that's how I met uh, like all, all three of you guys. And so, so many connections. Yeah, it's, it, it's really awesome. And, I think that the team kind of saw that and the people in charge have kind of seen that, you know, Jason and and Julie. And I think that we've all had conversations with different people in the organization. And, you know, how crazy is that, that we're involved talking to people from our favorite team? It just it just says a lot. It's so cool. And I think that this fan ambassador program is really just a continuation of that. And uh, I'm just excited to hear you guys experience with that so far. And what you what you do with it and what your roles are and and what that looks like because I'm not gonna lie I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, so I I know there's seven different groups and I kind of want to hear like what group y'all are in. So there's the community group, the culinary, the culture, entertainment, fashion, family experience, and Sunday fun day. Now Keith, I'm sure you're part of the fashion group. So what what <laughs> all has gone into that exactly? And what are you what giving you into your what group? What you mean? Keith Keith's in the culinary group with his prestige. Did you palette. see the jorts? <laughs> white bread and mayo right that's it that's all you need that's right dinosaur nuggets dinosaur nuggets okay i'm not gonna lie i had no business being at a culinary event none whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) i had someone at work the other day we had a fourth of july cookout he literally had just a hot dog with just mayonnaise on it and i was like god i was like i almost took a picture and just sent it to keith but i couldn't do it that's the most disgusting thing i've ever it's so funny the mark that i've put on people with this because i get that all the time people are like (laughs) literally taking pictures of other people's food and sending them and they're like would you smash or leave you know <laughs> and i'm like you know i i've had to you know through the years i've had to switch up you know my style like i mean it's honestly you know a lot of people used to call me the troll guy you know the the biggest troll on twitter redskins twitter and, and it was because i didn't know anyone right and so because i'm not invested in anyone who cares have fun with everyone right is the way that i saw it I started meeting people though. And so now it's been really difficult. I've had to find, I've had to find some crazy ways to troll. And the food (laughs) thing has been 
unreal yeah and the fact that they're all sending me you know sending me pictures of this just i i know that i'm just gonna go on forever and i'm just gonna even if people's food looks good i'm still gonna trash it just because <laughs> why not that's my mom's recipe <laughs> oh but your mom can't cook either apparently <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, so speaking of like i was talking about the categories keith what category were you selected for um, I was selected for community and mm -hmm. I'll, yeah. And I'll be honest, they made me the leader. Um, and I'll be, I don't know why I, I, I and I'll be a hundred percent honest with that. I don't know why maybe Joey, like I, I, I just, I don't know, but I'll accept it. And how I found out about it was I did get that zoom call where I thought they were going to talk about the structure, um, of the program. But in reality, it was, you know, coach Ron, uh, surprising Lucky. us yeah <laughs> and, and and that was the point he surprised everyone uh it was super cool to have that two and a half minutes to be able to spend 30 seconds to thank someone who's really came in and changed this organization from year one um and you know as of right now the way that the the program has been explained to me and it's the way that i've i'm going to be transparent with everyone uh i need everyone to know i'm not going to speak for the fans unless they want me to right so if people reach out to me whatever it is that the way that i see this program the way that it was explained is we're kind of the middleman right so they're going to come to us and they're going to be like hey so we have these such and such topics get some ideas on it and they're going to have because each fan ambassador was selected for different reasons strategic reasons um they didn't tell you the strategic reasons except for me i kind of know they know that i have a and, and again take this with a grain of salt i don't following mean, they, they they know that i'm active on twitter and how you know i i talk to people all day long right so that was probably the reason why i was selected for it and so the way that i'm treating it is just reaching out to fans giving fans the voice of whatever it is even if it doesn't necessarily meet my narrative you know uh, of what i think should be done and we have hold quarterly meetings. And in these quarterly meetings, we bring this information to the table. And it's the Washington football team that decides what route, you know, they're going to go. Um, I'm sure there's a little bit more into that, but that's been kind of the sense that I've made out of all of this. I know they're going to be holding a call. I think Rio knows about this too. They're going to be holding a call soon with all the ambassadors and they're going to really lay down the forefront of what we're going to do and the idea is i want to remain transparent in front of everybody not because i'm bragging or anything like that it's i truly do want this for the fans i i want people to feel like that they have a voice and i'm going to give them that opportunity it's the same way that i treated the ron rivera boxing gloves everyone wanted to be a part of that and that's the way that it's going to get presented to them as well it ain't going to be just a keith gray thing you know it, it's washington football hell we all sit and talk to each other every single day why not come to the table with some good ideas why not yeah. all of us you know give coach ron a gift for beating cancer it makes sense and the fact that everybody supported that was unbelievable to me yeah, so that's been awesome yep so rio yeah, same with you, you. I know you're bringing the band back, which we're all excited about. <laughs> so, Rio, what, what is part of your oh, category? Man. What do you want to get out of it personally? Because I know there's different members for each category group, but what do you want to look back on and say, hey, you know, as an ambassador, this is what I did for my group? Hey, man, at the end of the day, like, I just want to be, 
I just want to be the guy that I'm, I'm transparent. I'm always transparent about everything. I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront and honest, whether it's from the fan side or the organization side. I think that's part of the reason they chose me. I shoot from the hip and at times the team must be called out for things. And you speak, you spoke of the band thing. Like I'm in the entertainment category. Actually. Oh, jeez. So- <laughs> <laughs> I know so, we've talked so, about that recently. There was a huge debate on Twitter. Oh, man, about, they, they I don't care me. about the band. <laughs> they killed me on Twitter um, the other day because my guys from the Washington Attic, shout out to Dev, shout out to Rod, shout out to Steve Lim. They killed me because I said, to be perfectly honest, the band has never meant anything to my experience at FedEx Field. And they were like, oh my God, the tradition and stuff. But that's what's fun about this ambassador thing. We're not always going to agree about everything. Yes, we are the line of communication between the fans and the team. But nah, for real, we're not you are mean. We're, I mean, at the end of the day, it's fun. It's Twitter. It's fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say my, I'm going to say what I have to say. Some people took it personally. Like, don't take Twitter personally, first of all. Second of all, it was a fun spirited debate. It was a good conversation. It was, it was fun. At the end of the day, I'm in the entertainment category and we're going to specifically be coming up with ideas to make the game day better. And who better to put together the game day experience than someone who worked in the hospitality and fun department of Carnival Cruise for over a decade, Joey Colby mm. Megovich. I could I've personally been on a Carnival Cruise and it was outstanding like I, I the ideas joey has mentioned to me some of the things he wants to do that i cannot speak on yet it just sounds so refreshing and the experience and the atmosphere is going to be so different for families of people of all ages there's going to be something for you and we're going to be involved in the process of selecting these things like the music and what the dance team's doing and other things like that. Like when it comes to anything that's happening off the field in the stadium and stuff, that's what we're doing in the entertainment department. I just didn't expect Rio to be like Dave Chappelle on the skip. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm shutting down the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of hate going towards the band that Rio's had built up. Uh, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you got to get hey. that out. Hey, I had to be the voice of reason and actually yes. get in the DM and be like, Rio, yo. He said, like, I know these guys, man. They're good people. They're good people. I'm hey, like, man. Rio, hey, chill, man. man. You got to chill because. Hey, they're, they're probably they're probably all awesome people. I've never got to really interact with them. They're probably but that awesome too, but people. don't do nothing for people, my game day. People, yeah, 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 people, it does it, man. Like, I can see if we, if this is the Morris Brown band, the drum line. <laughs> Sure, but you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna see Chris Brown on the 50. That's all. I'm that dated, well, that that outdated ass fight song is not doing it for me <laughs> no more, man. It's 2021. Man. Well, they can't do that anyways. But like you know, Brian knows. I mean, he lives in the Atlanta area. The bands are very popular out there, and same thing down in the you south. Have the they have a Migos section in the stadium, like <laughs> yeah, dedicated to the Migos. Yeah, like, it's yeah. crazy. So there's yeah. there's different things that can be done, but you know that's not my category to speak on. That's that's my man Rio. So hey man, you know. I just have an, I, at the end of the day, I just have an opinion. But of course, I'm gonna relay the message of the fans to the entertainment group because everything has to be on the table. I just had to show my old age and get in his DMs and be like, Rio, you gotta just scale it back just a little <laughs> bit, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Keith, hit me all. Simmer down. Some burners gonna come to Rio. Brian, so, you about to ask something? 
I was going to say, we're, we're all on Twitter. Is that how you guys are getting all the input? Or how are, how are they telling you to get input from fans in the best way? Just People however? we meet, anyone we interact with, Twitter. It's I like, it's that. more, yeah, it's yeah. any any interaction you can get. Because me, I know I'm a, I'm a big mouth perfect. I see someone in some gear, I'm going to go talk to them. So, right. like, I want to I wanna know people's opinion. And Twitter is a great source for that. Like, yeah real real bonds and friendships are being forged through that and i love how all of us content creators can all come together because we're all in here for with the same mission so it's weird because again they were very selective of uh they were they it, it definitely they knew what they were doing when they were making their selections i mean they're one of them is the guy from barstool sports PSN, uh, yeah. yeah there's another ambassador that's actually on the today show there's an ambassador who is uh the leader of the culinary um she's actually going to have her own uh uh tv show coming up but she's kind of wow. a spinoff from uh tmz so they they picked ambassadors based upon how they're going to get the program's name out there and then there's going to be everyone is specialized in something, in my opinion. So someone who was selected might, you know, have a thing on Facebook where they reach out to all their Facebook fans, you know, if they're in Facebook groups. So oh, those they, groups are ser- they're so bad. They are very bad. Very, <laughs> very, very, very bad. Counseling before I get on. Listen, Facebook. I used to go in every single one of them and just drop my show's link. And I the, stopped. They're so bad. I was like, I don't even want y'all listening. I literally, <laughs> I literally just activated my Facebook ten days ago just so I could, just so I could add back people I went to school with and met on Twitter and drop my show link. Like I have no interest in dialogues or conversations on Facebook. I literally reactivated just to post links. Like, that's yeah, it. but I, I think real- that I think that they selected people based upon what they specialize in. And that's how they can get the message out. So, again, I think we're going to know a little bit more as it's coming up. Um, you know, they do plan on doing events, uh, exclusive events for each category. Um, you know, so there's there hasn't been, honestly, there hasn't been a whole lot told to us. Uh, it's just, it's if you reach out and ask questions, then, you know, you're, you might get answers or you might not. But the one thing that we do know is we are going to be holding a meeting and I think that that's when the bare bones of this is going to be broken down. You know, I know, I know, more. I know. I put my word in in the entertainment category early. Like I would love to be a part of the entertainment process. I was like, if y'all need someone to host a fan rally, get the crowd hype. Like I want to personally be a part of it. So well, I put my hat in the mix early. Well, you know what confused me is I'm part of the community, right? And so that's the representation of uh, you know uh, the DMV. I don't even live there. <laughs> look just keep training camp in richmond then that i'll be happy like if you can just do right. that i'll be sick yeah i'm not so, trying to go up to ashburn you know so i mean you know i guess again this is one of these things where i can you know learn but again i think they're going to get very descriptive of what our you know categories actually mean and what they're actually looking for us to do well, guys, definitely appreciate y'all coming on talk about everything um like you said we'll hear about more stuff coming up I know Jason mentioned that the um, rebranding process like that show is going to be picking up soon. It kind of got put on hold when Marcus left um, to go back home. So that should be coming up too. We're going to talk about what the new name is once we get off of here. Rio said he's going to tell us. Um, but guys, <laughs> y'all can just – everyone knows y'all on Twitter, but go ahead and drop your ads and where they can follow your content and also your podcast. Start with you, Keith. 
Uh, so of course you can find me on the infamous Twitter at KGSkins26. Um, that's it. That's all I do. So. <laughs> or go to his house if you want to talk, John. Yeah, DM me your food pics. <laughs> don't be don't be modest. Don't be modest, Captain Keith. Stop it. <laughs> I'm trying to be modest, man. But real, real quick before I let you go, it's been it's been kind of difficult for me, and I don't want anyone playing the fiddle. But man, it's been hard trying to balance like you know the hog farmer and the 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 fan ambassador and you know people are like don't lose yourself don't change and i'm like man i've already changed like there's just there's no way around it like i'm doing something cool and i with the team and i'm not going to jeopardize that i don't care what anyone says so if that means that i have to clean up my act on twitter and not cuss and not troll people i'm going to do that and at the same time too uh where i'm a potential you know joining the hog farmers and it's all about pediatric cancer. They don't care about my foolery. You know, um, they brought me on the team because they know what, where my heart is. They know, you know, what I can do and, what, you know, they wanted me to be a part of it. And if that means that I have to change for that, so be it. Because, look, at the end of the day, it really is about them, you know, about the kids. And I would I would want somebody to help my kids if, you know, they were, you know, sadly uh, diagnosed with cancer. So, you know, to all the people out there that listen that, you know, like, oh, don't change because you're a hog farmer. Don't I'm not. I'm still going to tell you the team sucks when they suck. I'm going to tell you when they're good, when they're good. And I'm going to move on with my life. But as far as change, baby, I'm rolling with it. Like, this is a once lifetime opportunity and I'm not jeopardizing it for anything because I want to be a fool on Twitter. Get out of here. <laughs> so, I agree. Good stuff, Keith. Yeah. So it, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Go ahead. Re-up. <clears throat> yep. And y'all can find me on twitter and instagram at rio underscore robinson 91 host of the rambling about washington podcast acronym r-a-w because we keep it raw unfiltered and unbiased on my show you want to come by and talk your shit come on my podcast i just started my youtube up last week i got three videos out make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel I'm a fan ambassador officially. You do not have to tell me that every time you disagree with me on Twitter. I know what I am and I know what the job entails. <laughs> and I promise you, at the end of the day, I love you and we are all on the same mission, even if we agree or disagree, man. Check out the show. This is the logo. Oh, and Jesse's going to be angry with me if I don't say it. You can catch me at the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to drop that in there yeah, just in I, case. I love you, Jesse. Rio, just get Wally at one of the games and I'll be happy. It's probably the best I'm entertainment I remember was the draft party. What was it like five, six years ago when Wally yeah, came Wally out and there. actually yeah, played for dope. us? That was hype. Like if we can get stuff like that going, I'll be happy. But guys, as always, this podcast was presented by betonline.ag. So be sure to check out BetOnline. Get your bets in for the NBA finals. Like we said, Suns, Bucks, don't miss out on that 50% welcome bonus. But guys, it's been a pleasure. Brian, we will see you later on this week. And guys, catch y'all later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Got it up too fast, too soon. Been living life, no feelings, no rules. I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'ma hop in this point and knock a fool. Excuse me, I've been having a grateful I'm thankful. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.